Hey, Wizards fans, Zach Rosen here with Chris Gehring and Ryan Dizier for another episode of Off the Bench. Uh, before we get into all things uh, Wizards offseason, especially the lottery, which is coming up, uh, we want to remind you that this podcast is powered by BioFreeze, the official topical reliever of the Washington Wizards. BioFreeze offers fast-acting, long-lasting, powerful pain relief to help you feel no limits. BioFreeze can be found at your local retailer as well as online. Well, guys, uh, we've we've taken a little bit of a break from from potting since exit interviews. Uh, the off season is very much upon us. Uh, honestly, let's see what four or five days from right now, uh, the lottery will be taking place in Chicago, uh, and uh, the conference finals are coming up next week. Um, we're we're nearing also the the NBA Combine, which is next week. Uh, we just wrapped up Bradley Beal's Community Assist Award campaign, which was awesome. Um, but what are what are you guys looking forward to most now as we approach next week, which is just an exciting time to be like, all right, the future is coming. Yeah, the, I, I've never been – so this has just wrapped up my fourth season with the Wizards, and I've never been involved in, in the chance to have this high of a pick and really be in the lottery at all. And so, you know, watching other teams go through it and kind of seeing how – different fan bases I mean, well every fan base it's kind of has a chance in the top of the lottery it's really a chance to kind of like you know recharter the course for a team and for a franchise and i think obviously this year as we get through like more of the draft process we'll talk about the players that are involved in it and you know obviously everybody knows the names but it's really it's really a huge opportunity for the wizards and the fact that it's a, a week away it's it's kind of crazy that while the playoffs are still going on and obviously we've been involved in the playoffs before a couple years in a row here and aren't this year um the the chance to kind of start looking forward in a meaningful way already coming to us in, in may is really a cool part about the lottery i think and um to have an event that kind of caps it off and and kind of reinvigorates the excitement is really cool it's an awesome opportunity, and we'll have some some folks in in Chicago to see it. But um, yeah, I think I think that that's the really cool part is that once we it's a, it's an exciting event, and then after that we get to kind of dive in and kind of see, you know, what players the Wizards could be looking at. There's a lot of exciting prospects. Obviously, we know about Zion Williamson and all that, and we'll and we'll get to all that. But um, it's kind of like the first flashpoint for for what could be a well. Not what could be, what will be a very, very important offseason for the Wizards. There's a lot of factors at play, and we're finally going to get get to it. And I think it's unique for the NBA that, that teams get to do this that quickly after. You know, the, the bottom line is that the lottery comes after disappointing seasons. Teams that are in the lottery had a tough year. There are things that need to be improved. But this is kind of the first, the first time we get to be like, okay, well, now it's time to turn the page. And we look forward to kind of a summer of – of a lot of that yeah and i think this is my third time being involved with the lottery and being involved with the team that has a chance to get a lottery pick and it, it, it's just always so exciting because you look at other sports like if you want to compare it to the nfl when the season's over that's it for fans of teams that aren't in the playoffs and they know where they're picking for the most part and then the excitement kind of dies down but for us i mean there's such a, a range of where we could be picking so right now there's just so much uncertainty and also excitement and figuring out where we're going to pick and then like you said once we figure that out it we can really just kind of start going really uh deep into looking at all the players and things like that but i mean i'm sure the fans are excited i i know that 
fans of every team in the lottery. I mean, you never know what's going to happen. It, the percentages are the percentages, but anything can happen, and we've seen it happen again. So this time next week, we'll definitely have a better idea of what's coming in the next couple months. You mentioned the percentages, which is I know what everyone wants to know. Yeah. Uh, we kind of put them out there a little bit more this past week as the lottery neared. But for those curious, here are the numbers that you need to know. Of course, everybody is asking, what are the chances the Wizards get the number one pick? That would be a 9% chance, which is the six best odds. The Knicks, uh, Suns, and Cavs all have a 14% chance. And so that the lottery has switched. It used to be a much higher percentage for if you had the number one worst record. Um, the one caveat to know about that for the Knicks is that they cannot fall worse than fourth, so or lower than fourth, if you want to put it that way. Uh, for the Wizards, the rest of the way, second is 9.2%, third is 9.4%, fourth 9.6%. They have a 0% chance of getting the fifth pick. As I mentioned, because the Knicks can't go lower than fourth, and after the top four are determined by the lottery, uh, five through 14 are determined by record. So the Wizards, by that math, do not have a chance to get the fifth pick. Uh, sixth is 8.6%, seventh is 29.6%, which would mean basically that one team dropped into the lottery outside of the main four there uh eight is would mean two so 20.6 percent uh nine is 3.8 percent and 10 is a very small amount of 0.2 percent and then they cannot uh drop any lower than 10th uh so there you go 37.2 chance of getting a top four pick pretty good odds i mean considering they finished six that they really had a chance to be in between like six and ten for a while but kind of a slump towards the end of the season allowed them to slide into sixth uh, it's it's interesting because, you know, like Ryan is saying, you, you really don't know what's going to happen. The lottery, don't need to bore you with the details, but there's a thousand and one possible combinations of ping pong balls. It's only determining the top four. Um, so the Wizards have 90 of the 1,001 ping pong balls, essentially, is how it works. Um, and so a few other quick things about the lottery uh monumental sports entertainment vice chairman and owner raul fernandez will be the team's onstage representative at the lottery in chicago and senior vice president of basketball operations tommy shepherd will be representing the wizards in the actual lottery in the room in the back so uh a lot of pressure on those guys uh last time of course the wizards won the lottery was when they drafted john wall irene poland the wife of the late uh a poland who owned the wizards before ted leonsis was uh, the representative uh it was actually kind of like when they were passing the torch of ownership so it was an interesting time ted was also there uh but yeah i mean the lottery is is interesting i think obviously the wizards have high implications of this pick but are there any other teams you guys think like this is like a much not a bigger deal than the wizards because i mean yeah the wizards have bradley beal john wall they have more of a backbone but some other teams that are looking at this yeah, I think it, it's super interesting. The, the two teams that stand out to me are, and this isn't going to be like nuance, but Cleveland and Phoenix are two places where Cleveland especially, it's not a place where they can attract free agents. I mean, we, we know that. Like, it's, it's very difficult to get a top free agent to sign in Cleveland. The teams that that, that means that the, the entire emphasis is on building through the draft. Not only do they have to get good picks, but they have to nail those picks when they get them. And so when you look at a team like New York, they have the best odds, but they also play in New York City. Um, we know that that's a desirable location for professional athletes. Phoenix has warm weather. They also have kind of built a core already through a lot of lottery picks. Um, and we'll, we'll see how those continue to grow. 
but obviously they could use a piece too. I mean, if they're they're they have the third best odds, but if they were to finish somewhere in second, then they were be able to get a guy like John Moran, potentially a franchise changing point guard, a position that they need really badly. Um, that could accelerate their growth as well. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I think Cleveland and Atlanta certainly the Wizards as well, but Cleveland and Atlanta, two places where you don't really see a lot of free agents gravitate towards. Um, this is a big opportunity for them, and they know that. And obviously, there are a couple of franchise-changing names in this draft. Um, and for for teams in smaller markets to nail it, that's kind of the it's kind of the formula we've seen Oklahoma Oklahoma City, excuse me, have success with that in their franchise's history. And it's it's really the way that you have to get a star. You have we know that we we're watching the playoffs. We know that it's a stars league, and to, for a lot of teams to get that star, this is how you do it. And starts uh, starts next week. Yeah, I think the two teams, uh, obviously with the Wizards as well, but New York for sure because I mean this is what they've been waiting. This is what the fans have been excited about since last year's draft. And yeah. now that they traded Kristaps, if they if free agency doesn't go the way they plan and they're not able to get whomever they're looking at and they don't have a good draft, what what's the future of that team? What's the present day state of that team? So I think for them, it's ignore if if they don't nail this draft or if it doesn't go the way it's planned could set the team back for a little bit and certainly the fans will be upset also Chicago I'm super interested in because I think they have a chance next year to kind of be like Sacramento was this year and just their young players taking the next steps and obviously they're still rebuilding teams so they went out and made a trade for Otto um and I think if they could add another piece to that core with Markinen and Levine they, they have a good chance to be at, at the very least competitive next year so I think those two teams uh I'm super interested in but also at Phoenix and yeah. Cleveland and Atlanta like all, all of the teams in from the six best odds the first best odds really just compelled to see what happens yeah. based on the lottery's odds Phoenix and Chicago are I think it's a really good point you bring up Sacramento Phoenix and Chicago are the teams that they've kind of been building that core, and they're they're all young. Yeah. But at some point, if you put the right piece in, you get that third or fourth, you know, high level, high highly talented lottery pick. Then things can change. You you know you throw like a, a veteran or two into that mix, and it's like you know it's like you finally get the chemistry perfect, and then things explode with the right coach, the right situation, and both of those teams could be on the verge of that, and you never know. Um, but it's true. Wendell Carter is another one in Chicago. They, when you when you add a good piece to that to that nucleus, you never know what kind of jump teams can take. Um, especially Chicago being in the East, obviously. In the West, yeah. It's very difficult. But um, yeah, I agree. It's going to be very very interesting. And Atlanta, of course, is going to have Dallas's pick. Yep. So that's another. That's from the Luka Doncic trade for Trey Young, which mm-hmm. it seems to be working out for both teams through year one. Uh, I'd also add New Orleans. I think mm-hmm. with the Anthony Davis situation, David Griffin's now there. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a really – if they can move up, that would be huge for that franchise. And, you know, if they do end up trading Anthony Davis, they have building blocks. And the same, of course, would go for the Lakers, the Celtics teams that have expressed interest in Anthony Davis. Uh, the Celtics have the Kings pick. I mean, they have very, very small odds to move into the top four. But still, uh, I think, you know, and there's the whole situation with Memphis's pick – being conveyed and all that stuff so uh yeah the lottery is going to be really interesting a lot of animosity in the in the room considering these ping pong balls really determine the futures of all these teams it's it's crazy but that's just the way that it's this is the i think the 35th year they're doing this 
the lottery situation. So um, there's a few other uh, Wizards history notes uh, and bullets about the lottery. Uh, the last time the Wizards had a selection of the lottery was 2013. Uh, the Wizards had the eighth best odds and ended up jumping all the way up to, to third, selecting Otto Porter Jr. a month later. But we talked about John Wall that year. The number one pick odds for the Wizards were 10.3%. and That was only at the fifth best. So kind of a similar situation. Um, in 2001, the Wizards won the lottery, uh, moved up from third to first, draft Kwame Brown. 1999, the Wizards finished with the sixth worst record. They fell to seventh, unfortunately, but drafted Richard Hamilton, ended up being a very great player. Uh, and then the same thing happened in 2000, falling from sixth to seventh. Wizard or Bullets, I believe at the time. Let's see. Nope, I think Wizards. <laughs> it's hard to it's hard to keep track. We just say Washington ended up <laughs> picking. Uh, they had they traded that pick to Chicago, um, but so yeah, that's kind of your your brief Washington history of the lottery in recent years. Um, there's been some pretty good success though, I would say, um, in in the last decade or so, starting with John Wall. So yeah, that's going to be Tuesday night at 8:30 p.m. on ESPN. It'll be right before uh, the first game of the Western Conference Finals, which is shaping up to be spectacular um but outside of the playoffs guys this is kind of the rundown for the rest of the summer uh, i know people are always curious this is also on our website if you never need reference the nba also has a great page about this but uh after the lottery the the combine will be taking place the 14th through 19th we'll be over there on thursday the 16th to, to kind of catch some interviews get some footage of what's going on over there I know that Scott Brooks will be out in Chicago for the lottery as well. Uh, probably the combine, I would assume. Tommy Shepard, you know, typically, especially when they're in the same place, you try to double dip. Uh, the early entry entr- entrant, wow, that is a tongue twister. <laughs> withdrawal deadline is June 10th, 10 days before the draft. So that's when guys who have hired agents and, you know, declared, but it might decide these are for underclassmen, might decide to go back uh, to school. Uh, June 20th is the draft in Brooklyn, which will be awesome. Uh, the award show in LA is June 24th, which could be when Bradley Beal would just, you know, get his community assist award, which would be awesome. Uh, free agency, July 1st, that moratorium ends, uh, on July 6th, I believe at noon. So that's when we can officially announce things that happen. Uh, summer league will be taking place the fifth through the 15th. Uh, mini camp for the Wizards, I believe, is the third out in Vegas, so that'll be exciting uh, to get out there. Um, and, you know, there's some other deadlines. Hopefully the schedule will be released mid-August. There's rumors it could be moving back a week this season, so we could be starting in late October instead of mid-October. Uh, and then, of course, Wizards Media Day and Training Camp will either be the last week of September or the first week of October to be determined. But, yeah, guys, I mean, that's a lot to look at in, in one calendar, but it'll be here before we know it. Uh, what else? I mean, Summer League, of course, we always look forward to. Uh, Troy Brown will be out there. Um, but does anything else kind of maybe people aren't thinking about stand out to you guys about the, the summer coming up? Yeah, I mean, Summer League is, is always a fun time, and this year it's going to be a really unique situation for the Wizards. They're going to have an intriguing prospect in Troy, and obviously they'll have the lottery pick. Um, but I think that it's it's not necessarily going to be a bunch of, like, bunch of sexy moves for the Wizards this offseason but the free agency period could be very interesting um, you will have a new general manager um, and kind of how they decide to set the course for this season with a lot of variables to be honest I mean 
we know about John Wall's injury. Um, guys, a lot of guys will be coming back, but they have really important decisions to make. Thomas Bryant, Tomas Sadaransky, Bobby Portis. There are a lot of there are a lot of names that the Wizards um, have control over that they could bring back. They can match offers, things like that. Um, so that's really going to make up the rest of the core of this team. We know that Bradley Beal will be back, obviously, as, as a team leader and, and an all-star. But I think that that's, that's super important. And obviously the draft is going to impact that, right? Like what the Wizards do in the NBA draft is going to set the, set the course for what they're going to try to do once the free agency period begins. Um, but yeah, after that, um, it's kind of crazy when you when you think like, okay, like our season's over, and then you look at the off-season schedule. There's there's so much going on, and and kind of keeping track of it all, and it's going to be very important for the Wizards this off-season. So, um, for folks who who wonder what we do in the off-season, this is these are all the things, and and every single step for the Wizards front office is going to be very important this year. Yeah, I'm super excited for the combine. I know it's certainly not as um, maybe seen as the NFL combine just because fewer players or what have you, but it's really, really cool to see. And not so much for the guys who are kind of like locked in to be top 10, top 15 or whatever, but for the players kind of on like a fringe first round, second round who can go there and test really well and just maybe open some eyes because so many coaches are there, GMs. I remember last year, uh, Dante DiVincenzo went and it was like a fringe first rounder and just tested, blew everyone you know, uh, out of the water and solidified himself as a, as a first round pick. And just following those kind of players and those kind of prospects is really cool because in that setting, I mean, you're, they're there with all their peers, but they're trying to be better than them and jump them in the draft process. I just think it's a really uh, compelling and a really unique situation for them. And then obviously summer league is just always fun. It's basketball is back it's summertime basketball when only baseball's on it's fantastic uh it's really exciting and whomever is the wizards pick and troy brown will be out there and it's just really cool because it's kind of a looser vibe out there but just being able to see those guys develop and the work they've already put in in the offseason is going to be really cool to see yeah and they release the the list of who will be at the comet who was invited which is presumably who's going to be there unless we hear otherwise uh one name that was must have been a, a decline or we don't really know is Rui Hachimura from Gonzaga which was interesting I mean he's projected to be a lottery pick and uh, I don't know I thought he'd be there for sure uh, especially coming when you play out west and you know late at night and for a smaller school like Gonzaga less difficult schedules people say in conference at least I mean they had a tough non-con but to see him a little bit more I was a little confused by that he could be you know hurt you never really know but Here's some some of the other names we all know: Zion Williamson, John Moran, R.J. Barrett. But uh, looking at one to ten, where the Wizards are picking, you can look at Kobe White from UNC, Cam Reddish from Duke. Uh, there's a bunch of other guys that 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 you're gonna hear about: Nasir Little, North Carolina, Keldon Johnson, Kentucky. I feel like is someone who could move up. Uh, DeAndre Hunter, we all know in Virginia, national champs around here. Uh, Tyler Hero from Kentucky, I think is gonna he's gonna impress some people. Wisconsin kid uh, Jackson Hayes from Texas is a hot name in the top 10 Darius Garland uh, from Vandy who is coming off an injury but he's still probably going to be one of the first point guards taken Bull Bull from Oregon super interesting prospect also coming off an injury Jarrett Culver Texas Tech a lot of people learn more about him in the final four um, 
and Nikhil Alexander-Walker, actually, from Virginia Tech, has been flying up a lot of people's lists. So it's interesting. Then there's the kid, Darius Baisley, who was committed to Syracuse, ended up going into the G League. I don't think he really played that much, but right. he, he decided to forego college, basically, kind of like Mitchell Robinson did. So, And there's always like the international guys that fly under the radar. But, yeah, I mean, it's awesome that these guys are going to be there. I mean, I don't think we thought Zion was going to be going or John Morant just because they have kind of everything to lose and nothing to gain. But it's it's important for the league to get these guys there. 100%. And, and we'll see, too. You know, we'll see how much they participate in. Um, but it will be good at the very least you know you figure you get to talk to them you get to hear about their process you get to hear about um, their workouts who they're who they might um, you know when they might hold a private workout when they might you know go to different teams obviously those things aren't set in stone and sometimes those things aren't public especially with top picks um, there's a lot on the line and I think it can be a little bit more mysterious when you have top picks of when they when they want to get in or who they're thinking about but the other part of this and you know draft workouts will also start for the Wizards um, <clears throat> probably in, I guess, early June. But those kinds of things and, and the combine, too, are where teams evaluate kind of like who they want to bring onto their summer league squad, who they might have. The Wizards have a G League team now. They just finished up their first season. There's, there's, all, kinds of, um, there's all kinds of other ways that you can build your program, so to speak. It's kind of like a college term. But, like, the Wizards now with a minor league team in their backyard – with summer league coming up obviously you, you you know who the stars of the summer league team are going to be but the but it's always important i think that, that the best teams it, that they surround those players surround troy brown whoever the pick is with other guys that can push them in, in summer league can help them develop better and so there's a there's a whole another process for while the wizards might not have a second round pick um, there's always undrafted free agents. There's always guys that you want to invite to camp, to summer league, to be on your G League team. And so that all that process kind of comes to a head at this point. And obviously, just like the draft scouting process, that that process has been underway. Like, they've been scouting guys for a very long time, and they know most of the things they want to know about players at this point. Um, but now it's decision time. And so it's going to be very interesting to see how it all plays out after the draft. Um, it's another kind of it's, it's a smaller part of the offseason but I think a lot of teams that that end up making a lot of noise in the playoffs really use this time and find play find players at every kind of corner and um, just create competition everywhere well guys uh, I guess next time we talk we'll know where the Wizards are picking in the draft have some updates from the combine and the lottery um, but it should be an interesting summer uh, of course I think everybody's awaiting uh, the GM or new president of basketball operations to be hired, whether that be Tommy Shepard or somebody else who's being interviewed. Um, we know that uh, it's definitely there's going to be different philosophies. You're going to hear a lot of buzzwords, I think, from whoever it is about what's next. And I don't know. I think it's a it's a, going to be a good opportunity, though, for whoever steps in. It's going to be difficult, but a good opportunity for that person to uh, set the stage for what's to come. Um but for now, uh, that's what all we've got. Uh, just a reminder that this podcast is powered by BioFreeze, the official topical reliever of the Washington Wizards. BioFreeze offers fast-acting, long-lasting, powerful pain relief to help you feel no limits. BioFreeze can be found at your local retailer as well as online. And don't forget to uh, subscribe to us on iTunes uh, and rate us five stars on there uh, or wherever you do listen, whether it be Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play, etc. And for now, uh, we'll, we'll talk to you on the other side of the lottery. Thanks.